Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Brew Roots. I'm Emily. I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that brings you the stories behind your favorite beer. Oh boy, oh boy, what a week we've had. How are you, Emily? I'm doing great, Matt. We've had some really awesome interviews lately, and I have finally gotten to participate in them. I'm super pumped about that. Yes. So thank you to all of our listeners that listened to our 603 episode, which came out last week. Uh, we've had like record numbers on it, so it's incredible to hear some of the feedback we've gotten about it. And uh, thanks again to uh, Tim and Dan for taking some time out to do that interview. Yeah, that was fun. So this week, we're going to bring you some regular handcrafted content from Brewers HQ. But before we get into that, Matt, what happened today in beer history? Oh, man. Today in beer history, uh, this one's a little bit of a weirder one. Are you kidding me? All of these are weird. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so let me get to it for you. So on this day in beer history, um, a brewery called Salt & Co. Brewery received word that in 1841 that the Queen of England gave birth to a son. In honor of this event, the brewery names a new vat for the oil for the royal heir for the oil heir <laughs> <laughs> uh so then that royal heir actually drank from that vat 25 years later and that was the prince of wales Very not nice. prince charles but like yeah this is elizabeth the first yes cool so he actually got to drink a beer from his tank what an honor yeah uh, again you know how we feel about this book greg smith phd <laughs> i feel like we just read it because it's funny at yeah. this point um, like Google Translate of beer history book. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of it is, there are some gems in there, but a lot of it is kind of, it feels like conjecture. But this week, we're going to talk to you about lagers. So we've done some case studies on IPAs, we've talked about porters and stouts, we've talked about sours, and this week we really want to get into the difference between lagers and ales, and then specifically the distinction between a lager and a pilsner. And then at the end, Matt, yeah. I am going to give you a blind taste test, and you're going to have to guess whether you're tasting a lager or a pilsner. Sounds good to me. I love blind taste tests. So we hear a lot of listeners telling us that they prefer ales, mm -hmm. um, but maybe that's just because they haven't found the right lager for them, or you know they've just had some in the past that really didn't do it for them, but... I really want to talk about what makes a lager different from an ale. Right, because a lager and an ale, keep in mind, are probably the two most predominant beers in the in the world. Yeah. And I would say the over majority of beer drinkers. Now, we're not talking craft beer. We're talking beer in general is either lager, lager or ale drinkers. For pretty Yeah, pretty much. And they're made in very different ways. And I think that it's important to understand the difference. So... Really, the biggest difference between lagers and ales from the beer drinker standpoint is the way that they taste. You know, we ales tend to be a little bit more fruity. Sometimes they've got some bitterness or some sourness. And lagers can generally be described as just like really crisp mm -hmm. um, and light. I tend to think of a lager as being a lighter flavor profile. Not, not incredibly complex, but just a classic light style. And typically m more digestible yep. for like the people. Right. Like drinkable. Drinkable. So they're made in very different ways. So lagers and ales actually use different types of yeast. So to make a lager, you would use a yeast that is called Saccharomyces pastorianus. And 
This was first described in 1904 by a Danish mycologist named Emil Christian Hansen, who was working at the Carlsberg Brewery at the time. And he actually ended up renaming it to, or he found another strain and he renamed it Saccharomyces Carlsbergensis, but they turned out to be the exact same. Um, Genetically, they were the same. It's kind of like the question we ask every brewer is like, did you have a, a second best name? And I guess his second best name was... I mean, he was probably trying to... Sign scientific. Give credit to his workplace. But essentially, the two names are used interchangeably. But another thing that makes lagers different, not only do they use a different type of yeast, but uh, the brewing technique is very different. So to make a lager, you actually brew with the yeast sitting on the bottom mm-hmm. as opposed to the yeast sitting on the top, which is how you'd make an ale. And you brew it at a much lower temperature because this particular type of yeast actually thrives at a cooler temperature, whereas the yeast that you're going to use for an ale thrives at a higher temperature, so maybe like room temperature or higher. And um, that's what really separates the two. And what we learned is that ales actually came before lagers, right, Emily? Yeah, and when lagers started really becoming popular, people realized like they're more stable because you're brewing them at lower temperatures, so... They were pretty easy to produce, and, you know, there was born this amazing style of beer that really, like, you know, you think of beer being split. In my mind, it's between lagers and ales. Yeah, it's an interesting kind of dynamic because I think a lot of people look at lagers or ales as kind of uh, lame, right? Like, for a, a lack of a better term. Yeah, or uh, boring. Or you yeah. ask the the stereotypical beer snob what they like and they're like a double triple ipa but a lot of breweries are making a resurgence and making like really really good lagers really really good pilsners which comes to our next point and really good ales Mm -hmm. um and a lot of like lagers encompass ales right yeah i mean it's it's just less bells and whistles but it it's a very enjoyable drink yeah and i think that 603 was talking about that with us too they were like we're really seeing a resurgence of classic lager styles coming back into the craft beer industry so matt i mean i have to ask you i always thought of lagers and pilsners as being separate categories but what really makes them different so a pilsner is a type of lager so you are correct um but the there's that really doesn't tell you much right right uh pilsners originated in the czech republic when it was part of the german-speaking austrian empire Uh, They tend to be lighter in color and ranging from a a light straw to golden color. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's obviously depending on the specific brew you're sipping on. So um, there's a strong hop flavor, spicy floral flavor, and a crisp, refreshing flavor that Pilsners often have that led to them arguably being the most popular style of beer in the world. But what makes a Pilsner different? Are lagers brewed with, you know less hops like what is it specifically is it just the tasting notes that make a pilsner different so it's just not the tasting notes per se right so there are different aromas like we mentioned earlier um the alcohol content in a lager and pilsner typically a pilsner has a higher alcohol content compared to lagers lagers (laughs) many researchers have uh grouped several pilsner brands to have an alcohol content of 4.4 to 5.5 percent while american light lagers uh, now, I know I'm categorizing all lagers in light um, do range anywhere between 2.8 to 4.2%. Hmm. So, a couple, uh, couple differences, but most notably, yes, taste, color, and alcohol content. Yeah. 
So, Matt, I think we should just put your palate to the test here. Oh, God, I'm scared. It always ends up being you. Can it be me this time? Yeah, do you want to be I want to do you? the blind taste test. Yes. So, yeah. what we have to here is uh, we went to the Craft Beer Cellar in Amesbury, Massachusetts. Uh, shout out to the, the gentleman who helped us out. We caught your name. Can't remember, but Can't remember. he was a great guy. He was the owner. He just bought the place, I think, a year ago, yeah. and he's really doing a lot Spruced with it up. the branding and the the look of the storefront. So that was awesome. They had amazing selection there. Yes. Uh, so I will let the listeners know while Emily is grabbing the cups for the taste test. So we have here post shift from our friends Jack Zabby. If you haven't listened to our interview with Jack Zabby, that is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, whatever have you, Spotify. Take a listen to that. I actually really like Post Shift. Castle Island Lager, Massachusetts-based. Um, Mountain Brewing Company, Czech Pilsner. So those, uh, so we have two Pilsners, one Lager right now. Um, Distal House Pils. Uh, this is an award-winning classic Pils beer since 1811. Um, that is, my guess is, oh, imported in the usa but i'm not sure where it's from no germany i'm an idiot said it right there right in front of me uh modern times awesome california based and this is ice and last monopolio um and this is a mexican lager so we're gonna we're gonna try it emily you're back all right i'm back and i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna stick a divider right here so that i can't see what you're pouring for me but yep. essentially matt's gonna pour one cup with a pilsner and one cup with a lager i will try both and try to guess which one is the pilsner and which is the lager correct and we are not uh, doing it based upon taste of which one we like more which one we like less this is morally just a, f a complete blind taste test so matt what should i be looking for in tasting notes for a lager versus a pilsner all right, so Emily, a Pilsner, you are going to notice it's going to be a little bit of a dry, crisp, and light malt presence, um, and you might get a little bit of a bitterness aftertaste, mm -hmm. while you're going to notice potentially with a lager that it's going to be um, not as intense, and you're not going to get any malt aroma, and you might even get a little bit of sweetness. Um, All right. Based upon those notes it makes it sound like a lager could be more desirable tasting based upon the palate though mm -hmm. and i feel like when i think of lagers and pilsners knowing what we know now it's pretty similar to the distinctions between a porter and a stout where a stout is essentially a porter the same way that a pilsner is essentially a lager cool they all just right. have a few things that make them you know distinct from one another all right so i'm cracking a lager why are you telling? Well, I can't see it, but don't tell me what you're doing. <laughs> well, because you're going to try two. Right? And I'm cracking a pills. All right. So once you put them in front of me, just tell me an A and a B. Mm -hmm. All right. So this is A. And this is B. All right. So first I'm going to give this a smell. They look essentially identical. Mm. Hmm. Okay, this one I'm definitely getting a little bit of a hoppiness, kind of a malty smell. Yeah, that one, I'm starting to think already that this might be the Pilsner, but I'm not sure. I'm going to just give it another 
Can you give us some flavors you might be tasting? Well, it's definitely got a little bit of bitterness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Any maltiness? A little bit of maltiness, yep. Okay. Overall, very clean flavor, but I, it, it does have a little bit of spiciness on the end, too. Would right. you say it's drinkable? Yes, okay. for sure. I'm going to give this a taste. This is beer B. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that one, a little different. Um, this one definitely has a little bit less bitterness to it. It's It seems a little bit lighter um, just in terms of like the mouthfeel and the after. The finish is not as strong on this one. Yeah, and, and the odor isn't as strong on this one either, but I think both are pretty drinkable. I think I prefer beer A, but I'm also going to say I think beer A was the Pilsner. Okay, so you are absolutely correct. Really? So beer A is the Pilsner from Jack's Abbey post-shift. Yeah. Um, and beer B was ice from Modern Time. Ah, so it's the lager. Really cool. Yeah, so the Modern Times one definitely was like cleaner in terms of like it, it just wasn't as complex as the post shift mm-hmm. like on the post shift i definitely got more after flavors happening which one did you prefer the post shift yeah i i'm definitely i prefer pilsners but um it's pretty much just because they have that slight bit of hoppiness and you know they're not quite uh the strength of an ipa okay all right no all right, Emily, turn away. A and B. All right, turn away, Emily. Emily has a... All right, so we're pouring this. A- every time we do one of these episodes, I still think we should do an AM- ASMR episode, just the really, really, really sensitive mic. You can hear all the bubbles. If you guys want to hear an ASMR, just ASMR. let us know. And you can buy us a really sensitive mic. I wonder if these are really sensitive enough. I don't know. All, all right, right, so beer A beer is to a. your left and beer B to your right okay so i mean just looking at them beer a is a little bit darker in color the foam on the head is like kind of sticking around longer the beer b head is going down pretty quickly and i've had neither of these beers before Mm. so i'm going to try them with you the smell is a little bit of fruitiness it's a little bit hoppy yep wow this one definitely has like a, a maltiness to it too it does really strong maltiness interesting and it's not that crazy on the end either but it, you know just the right amount of bitterness but very malty okay all right so that's beer a i'm gonna try beer b which the head is already all the way down now it's a pretty light yellow color perfectly transparent not much smell to it and yeah i mean the the taste is like very even and just not not very complex so i am gonna take a stab at beer a was the pilsner again and beer b was the lager so you're wrong really yeah yeah uh and you know what i don't think uh i agree because i tasted both of them i uh the pilsner from mountain was not super super complex mm-hmm. in flavor but a very very easily easily drinkable beer yeah and then this lager i feel like there's a lot going on in it for a lager. So, so the interesting cool. thing about this lager is this is 5.2%. It's higher than the Mountain Brewing Company's Czech Pilsner uh, called Checkmate, which is 
yeah so uh this one mount uh, oh man i can't even read it i'm sorry mountain brewing company uh, they're out of mount washington valley new hampshire and uh castle, castle island, island is on the cape yeah this was cool i thought that this had a lot more going on for a lager than i was expecting the description of it doesn't have too much uh information about you know what to expect on the taste but it just says brewed distinctively for the everyday this classic american lager is light and crisp so you will have and we'll have you reaching for another sip yep all right so we need a bottle opener for the next one aha all right so we have efficiently cracked each one of them turn around emily I cheater can't see. no i can't see gosh <laughs> all right so one is a mexican lager that we're going to be trying well you're going to be trying and i have not had these and the other one is a true german style pilsner so they couldn't get different <laughs> much different from each other all right so i'm looking at beer a mm -hmm. and beer a definitely has a smaller head i don't know if that's just in the way that you poured it but uh, the head is going down pretty quickly but it's nice and frothy Pretty even smell. Not too much going on in this one. And yeah, the taste isn't very bitter, but I'm definitely getting a little bit of sweetness there. Mm. That's nice. Mm. Yeah, if you're not able to tell the difference between these two, I I will question your, <laughs> your, your palate, palate forever. So yeah, that one definitely had a little bit of sweetness, which leads me to believe it might be the lager. But let's try the Beer B. And Beer B definitely has a, a frothy head that's really staying around. And I feel like that might be indicating to me that this is the Pilsner, but let's give it a shot. Wow, it's got a really, like, almost like a skunky smell. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah, right off the bat, that's much more bitter. A little bit of skunkiness. And the, the after flavor is definitely kind of lingering. Um I'm going to say that Beer B was the Pilsner. Yep. So you are correct. Yep. Um, that Pilsner definitely has a distinct flavor. So yeah. you have tried all six beers that we've had. Um, which one is your favorite Pilsner and which one is your favorite lager? I'm going to say, so Beer A that I just tried is probably my favorite lager. Let me just <laughs> take a look at this. This is Lager Clara Monop Monopolio. 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 Mas una Monopolio. Uh, so this is the Mexican lager. And then obviously my favorite Pilsner was the Jack's Abbey post shift. That was just really nice, really clean. You mm -hmm. know, it's not a heavy one, but it's just got all that complexity that I'm looking for. Yep. I would have to agree with the Pilsner for post shift. And then I'd have to say ice actually by um, modern times. Yeah. Loved that it. was that was a close second too. That one was really Loved nice. It. Uh, you know, honorable mentions for me was the Castle Island was probably my second for the for the lager and then <laughs> I like, I, were you just trying these right after i tried yeah, it? I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. i've nice. had the post shift one and i that's like one i love yep um so i was very very i'm very very glad that you decided that one's your I've, favorite. I've heard of the post shift a couple of times and this is my first time trying it and it definitely delivers so well it's cool so places like jack's abbey sylvaticus in amesbury really do specialize in in craft lagers Right, so whether they are making pilsners, or they're making lagers, they're making dunkles, Oktoberfest beers, those all f fall into the category of, you know, lager. So when you th when you think, oh, I'm drinking a lager, I'm drinking, um, Bud or whatever, whatever, <laughs> you know, you're not always, you know, it's there's a lot more that goes into it, and we found that a lot of breweries are 
going in that direction of uh, making highly drinkable beers. So it doesn't have to slap you in the face with it being super hop forward yeah. to enjoy. And it's it's nice. I think it's giving craft beer drinkers more variety to choose from. It's probably opening up people who weren't into craft beer before. It's mm. kind of like bringing them something new, something that they maybe haven't tried before. But it's nice, easy, drinkable beer. It makes me think of just like summertime and yeah. I thought this was a fun experiment, and I liked just learning that there is a pretty distinct difference between a pilsner and a lager, and I'm always somebody who reaches for a pilsner, and this basically Same. just affirmed that even more for me, I why I like it so much. Yeah, I, uh, I'd i love for a brewery out there to want to collaborate with us and make a brewery's pills. That would be so awesome. Yeah, any anytime that people say hey, I'm not a beer drinker at all, you know, I'm I'm more stick with like cocktails or wine, what should I try to get into craft beer or just beer in general? And I usually tell them a Pilsner because I think that it offers, you know, that lightness. It's not as much alcohol content as maybe like your IPAs or, um, you know, the more popular styles like stouts, porters, that kind of thing. But it also has that flavor complexity that you're not going to get from just a classic domestic that you can find anywhere on the shelf. So I stand by that. I wholeheartedly agree. Well, Matt, this was a fun episode. Yeah, and I'm glad that you got to be the guinea pig in it because I usually I go home like and wake up with a headache in the morning. <laughs> so now you can wake up with a headache. Good. We, you drank like six different beers. Well, I'm going to finish off that post shift after this. Yeah, and I'm going to finish off that ice by modern time. And one thing that I do want to mention before we wrap is that next week, our interview is a really cool one. So we actually didn't talk to a brewery for next week. We talked to the co-founder and chief technology officer at Untapped, which, as most of you probably are aware, is an app where you can find and uh, check in when you're drinking craft beers and you can give them ratings, you can add tasting notes, you can journal about your beers, and you can also use it to locate craft beers and, you know, where they're sold near you. It's basically just this one-stop shop hub for craft beer enthusiasts. Yeah, and I'm sure that many of our listeners do use Untap and heavily utilize the app. Hell, I had to use it today. So it's something that, uh, it's a heavily utilized app, and we find out a little bit about maybe what's going on in the future how it started and uh, what's going on right now. Cause they just celebrated eight years. Yeah. And um, 6 million users. Yeah. And I mean, think about how many flavor of the week apps there have been. And untapped is, is only growing. Oh, untapped is only growing. And that's really, really impressive. And we're humbled that we were able to do this interview. Yeah. Greg is a really cool guy. Yeah. And I think he has a lot of vision and for I, where they're going. And I, while I think that Greg is a, is a type of person that would give anyone a shot to do an interview or something like that, um, I don't think this interview would have been possible with all all the great support that we get on social media, uh, listenership, and stuff like that. Because like I shared some of that with Greg, and he was he was impressed with that. So thank you, the listeners. We get to bring great qu- content to you weekly because of your support. So yeah, means a lot. Well, until next week, you guys. Wait, Emily. Wait, Emily. What? Before we go. <laughs> what? Yes, I'm thankful for all the listeners we have oh. currently. 
However, if you're listening for the first time, how do you follow us on social media? So you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Brewroots. You can email us info at brewroots.com with episode suggestions, questions, comments, and insults for Matt only. And yeah, make sure that you rate and subscribe us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and keep listening. Yeah, and don't insult me. Insult Emily. No, just insult Matt. Tell him to cut his beard. I am today. (laughs) All right, until next week, guys. Cheers. Cheers.